0: Welcome to One Long Conversation. I'm Sonia. And I'm Colby. This is a podcast about spiritual awakening.
1: Yeah, and through that we talk about art, culture, conscious parenting, and healing yourself so you can express and freely share your unique perspective with this world.
0: This is a fun and informative conversation that we have daily, and we're sharing it with you.
1: Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy.
0: What are we talking about? So
1: this one is about social anxiety because we wanted to we wanted to kind of just give some different perspectives on what your experience is treating people with social anxiety. uh, What my experience is treating myself with social anxiety and. Kind of how we can help people figure out that journey. I think it's, it's a little different for everyone, but there, there are some, some base similarities that I notice. Um, so I I guess I'll just start out by giving my definition of what I feel like social anxiety is. You
0: have experienced it. Mm -hmm. I don't know a damn thing about it, Mm -hmm. except for what I've heard from you three kids clearly my siblings Mm -hmm. and my clients.
1: Yeah. So actually, so I can, I can talk about why that is too, because there's, there's, there's a very clear reason why. So, so this is, this is my definition of social anxiety. And I came to this definition over the course of like studying myself and what I was feeling and diving deep into myself to pinpoint the reasons why these feelings were getting triggered inside of me. So social anxiety is a mismatch between your perception of yourself and and how you feel you should be operating in terms of how you fit in with the rest of society. And if you feel as though you are not properly able to adhere to the rules and standards of the social aspects of society, that that mismatch that's created there causes friction, and the friction manifests as anxiety within your body. So you may feel it in your gut. Uh, if you go to talk to somebody, and you're feeling is like kind of Pulsy, nervous energy down here in your solar plexus. That is uh, one possible feeling that you could have. You could also have uh, heady manifestations where you feel trapped inside your brain and you don't really have the ability to get out of like just the the head, like the head is kind of buzzing and that's all that you can really feel. Um, Sometimes it takes over your motor functions and you can't move. Um, there are a lot of different things that it could manifest as physically, and it all kind of depends on where you are mentally in terms of coming to terms with who you are and accepting yourself. so so yeah that that's that's a lot, I'm sure, as is, but basically it is it comes from feeling as though you can't fit in with the rest of society now this may have occurred for a variety of reasons maybe you had an experience in the past where you were you were doing something that you were shamed for it could be by a parent it could be by somebody that you admired uh it could be a peer i know for me that was a a primary cause of a lot of my social anxiety was feeling uh shamed by my peers for being different. and there's there's a victim mentality that comes from that and so that that victim mentality gives you a sense of powerlessness because what happens is you will you will look at your interactions with other people as you having to adhere to their standards. So, therefore, you are powerless to their judgment. And their judgment is essentially just an externalized manifestation of your own judgment of yourself. And that is how you can fix your social anxiety. You need to realize that. All of the perceived imbalance and mismatch that you feel as a personality when you interact with other personalities, the only reason why that seems to be wrong is because you are viewing it as such. And so when you see yourself as someone who is prone to social failures, then your body is going to react in a way that causes a lot of nervous energy to arise your nervous system is going to go crazy basically because the ner- what ha- what happens when the nervous system is going crazy is it's essentially just it's it's your body's reacting to the mind's decision that it's powerless to do anything what do you th- what what happens when an animal is caught right so if you catch an animal if you're hunting and you catch an animal the animal struggles the animal like writhes and twitches, essentially it's motor, it's motor reflexes take over. And so it's, it's going kind of crazy. Your body does the same thing and it's the same type of scenario. You're the animal in that scenario, but you've trapped yourself. You're also the hunter and you've caught yourself. And so that's, that's the mindset that you enter when you, when you are somebody who is victimized by social anxiety. You, you enter this mindset of being at the behest of everyone else, and therefore there's no autonomy. And because there's no autonomy, the body doesn't really know what to do, uh, so it will just kind of spasm and go crazy.
0: Okay, that mm-hmm. was good. <clears throat> and you've explained this to me in, in detail I would say since we started talking about this, hmm, I was going to say a teenager. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it was earlier than that simply because we communicated so well your entire life. And I always would ask you what you're experiencing and ask you to explain it to me. And I would always, you know, I mean, there's the six, the six questions to always ask anybody if you want to get to the depth, the root cause of the issue, who, what, where, when, why, and how. So I would always ask you the who, what, when, where, why, and how on this so that I could comprehend what you were experiencing. I'm going to start with myself. First of all, just on a human level, I cannot say that I have experienced what has been categorized as social anxiety. A, because it's not my personality type. I would be in the psychological world. I am a type A extroverted personality type. B, because I'm just a natural performer. I was born performing. I've literally been on stage since I was in training pants. And so for me, being on stage and being, you know, my Jupiter and Leo it is just like, oh, wow, this is so fun. And everybody and I get to do all this stuff and entertain people. How cool. And C, I would say, because I really just love connecting with people because I'm fascinated with people, who they are, and their stories and experiences and why they perceive the way that they do. Mm-hmm. And again, that goes into just my personality makeup.
1: So, can I can I highlight oh, a yeah. couple things really quickly that um I noticed when when you said that there are a few things, and two or three things that really stuck out to me as being um important points for, for people to realize when they're, when they're thinking about themselves in relation to their anxiety versus somebody else who maybe they admire who they see as not having anxiety. And I, I see these same things come up first and foremost, you mentioned you're a performer, right? So you have a part of yourself that says, I want the rest of the world to see me, right?
0: It is. I, it's not, it's not even, I want it's actually colby it's a need. Yeah. It's like I it's like I can open up and expand and give my light gets brighter when I can share my energy with others and I feel fulfilled. Yeah. And I've known that my entire life because my first time being on stage was when I was three or four and I literally walked out on the stage for a music recital with group kids at my, at my father's, at, at Papa's church. And the spotlight was on me and there were hundreds of people sitting in the auditorium and I could see Nana and Papa, my, my mom and my dad sitting in the audience. I like put my, hand over my eyes in front of the spotlight so i could see them and i said hi and everybody laughed and i said i'm home (laughs) up there on the stage
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and and i literally heard my higher self and guide say this is where you're supposed to be yeah so when i'm in front of people i get and i'm going to go on this point and then i'm going to let you get back to your point you talk about the feeling in the solar plexus Mm -hmm. that feeling for me is power and -hmm. it comes from the kidneys and adrenals which are the glands that connect to the solar plexus the navel Mm -hmm. that chakra i love that feeling it's a motor it's it's an energy it's an engine and it's like oh my gosh and that feeling for me is take action and give, mm. and so, and I've known it my entire life. So when I'm up there, and it's like, oh, and sometimes it can activate so much that it overstimulates my digestive system, and then I get a headache. It used to happen to me. I would get a headache, and I'd have to puke. So there was always, um, there was always a, a receptacle put on the stage behind the backstage. So people, you know, the people that I performed with my directors, they all knew that Sonia was probably going to vomit on opening night. Mm -hmm. So they knew to put a wastebasket, a paper basket on the side so that I could puke because, because of my diet was so crappy. There were toxins in there Mm -hmm. that my body had to repel in order to go out and be able to give. Mm -hmm. In a better way. I sort of knew this when I was younger, I was kind of getting some of those cloudy messages, but I, I feed for lack of a better word right now, as I'm just kind of like speaking the stream of consciousness here. I feed off of that energy of, Ooh, this feels risky. Yeah. Kind of dangerous. I'm one of those people who will jump off of a cliff not a bungee cord attached to me, but like if I could hang glide, <gasps> ooh, that would be like oh, so that's okay. awesome. So that all goes. Yeah, the reason why I brought it so, up because that all goes with that feeling. That
1: does I think those are these are the these are, the, these are three, the talking points for you. The three things. So it's first and foremost, you mentioned. There is a desire to give of yourself, of that essence that makes you who you are. And that desire is so strong that it overpowers any potential fear of sharing that aspect of yourself
0: there. Okay. And I've shared this with you your entire life. You've heard me say this so many times, Goldie. I really don't understand fear. I don't. Comprehend fear because that feeling in the first three chakras, root, sacral, solar plexus, from navel, hip bones, and pelvic floor, for me is a feeling of energy and
1: excitement. I, 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 I've never understood why you say that you don't understand fear. I think you understand fear very well. You I don't think,
0: really, not in the way I, that you're talking about it. I think that it.
1: you don't understand why people react to fear the way that they do because it sounds to me as though your reaction to fear is more of an a thrill and enjoyment of feeling that rather See, and than repulsing yourself from it.
0: I have never categorized that feeling of the first three chakras as fear. For me, mm. it's always been a prompting mm-hmm. internal and above take action, mm-hmm. excitement, exhilaration, Danger to me has felt exciting, which is why I used to climb up ladders that are too tall for me and fall off on my head. I used to climb up on rooftops at my father's churches. I would climb up on the roofs and climb up to that big steel cross and sit on the top and be up with the birds. I've always seen that feeling as an invitation Mm -hmm. to take Action. Yeah. So I don't categorize it as fear, which is how I brought your two siblings to Peru when we moved there, and I didn't even speak the language fluently. We just went and I knew that we may not come back.
1: So I I think I think it's it's very important to realize that your position in this life is. As an individual who has in their previous lives gone through the throes of fear many, many times and let's
0: talk about the life before this come one. out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So 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 I just but I I yeah. wanna make this I wanna make this very I wanna make this very clear. You it's not that you don't understand fear. In fact, understanding fear actually only helps you in this life because it helps you relate to other people. Because if you can say that what I'm feeling here is fear, but this is what I do instead of this is what you do, you repress, you hide, you isolate. Our our whole purpose of feeling fear is to overcome it. There's no other reason for being in this life other than to encounter a blockage, Overcome it and move on to the next blockage until you, you know, have cleared as however many blockages is needed for you to move on to whatever. So, uh, just because you don't feel the need to draw back when you encounter fear does not mean that you don't understand it. You've gone through the throes of understanding many times.
0: Here's what I experience. And again, my languaging is going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. I really. I don't. I don't. I don't see the experience of full throttle vibration in the first three chakras. My brain does not synapse that uh-huh. as fear. My brain synapses that as take action and have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. So here's what I experienced. And I've experienced this multiple times, as you already know. And we're going to tell our listeners about this. I have been attacked. By the masculine, my own shadow masculine. I love him. I've worked through all of it, but I've been attacked multiple times since I was 15 years old. Well, actually 10. But outside of my family, since I was 15 years old by like boys and bullies and all of that, I have experienced shadow masculine attacking me often. I have never feared him. Here's what happens. Here's my Aries. Mm. I get really fucking pissed at him. Mm -hmm. I get really mad. And when somebody is violating my auric field and trying to touch my body without my permission or trying to take something from me or trying to hurt my children, I get mad. Something happens to my body. It suddenly becomes superhuman. Fists are flying. I'm grabbing jugular veins. I have grabbed the throats of men and clenched, and it just happens, and I'm not in my body. I become superhuman. I have grabbed the scrotum of many men and grabbed and yanked, and it just happens. I become extremely fierce. I don't think that's fear. That's just me taking action and taking care of my body and taking care of my three children. And it's like, excuse me, (laughs) I don't think so. And that's all coming from the same space. And for me, it's always, it is, it's not even an invitation. It is literally, it's a direction that happens in less than a nanosecond of protection. Take action.
1: So <laughs> I, I want everybody listening to really think about What was just said here? Because what she just said was, when I encounter fear, I have a reaction, and the reaction to fear is a spark. It's fire. And the fire gives me a direction. It gives me a goal. It gives me a feeling of purpose. And I utilize those things... To completely change the course of the fear and redirect it into external energy, projecting forwards.
0: Let's also bring in one more component to this. Because because I have the easy ability I was born with to see life purpose and life direction, and I help people with that in my sessions. It's something I was born with. I've always known my purpose in life, my mission. When those situations happen, when I've been attacked, when it's been, you know what? You have to make a change in your life and it needs to be dramatic now. You need to get a divorce. (laughs) You need to move. Mm -hmm. You need to have this baby naturally at home in the water. Don't listen to whatever the people say about how you're going to give birth, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. You need to get two kittens. There's always this element that comes in it because I do not interpret the vibration that happens in my lower body as fear, I view it as I have to problem solve. Mm -hmm. There's a solution to this. Let's find the solution. And I use it productively and the answers come in. It's literally like a game of, you know, like dominoes. It's like a strategy game. And I use all of those feelings in order to find the next step, I use it to gain clarity on my life purpose. I use it to help others. So I can also, and I'm going to bring this component in here just for a moment. I can also use that feeling in the first three chakras When I'm working with clients one-on-one to help them to problem solve in their own life as well. So I can empathically use their feeling in the first three chakras. I can take a mirrored imprint from them. I know I'm getting technical and, and, and more in depth here, but this is important because everybody has this ability to do this. They just have to discern how to do this. So I'm giving a technique here. I can use my own empathic ability to feel using my clairsentience and to know my clear cognizance, their feelings and energies. I can bring it into my own field, just like a little mirror piece of cellophane. I can put it on my own body and I can figure out by listening to them and feeling their own vibration, how they can problem solve and turn their fear into taking action as well. That's called medical intuition.
1: Yeah. And that is an excellent technique. I I want everybody who maybe is feeling anxiety and 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 has always gone through this perhaps, or is just, in, it, it. when you first encounter this feeling, it can feel insurmountable at times, because like I said, it's kind of a self perpetuating story as you are constantly placing yourself in a, uh, a, um, submissive state to externalized forces that are, that are essentially of, of your own manifestation. You are creating mountains that are unclimbable. Um, so you may be listening to this and you may be thinking, well, I don't like how do I make this happen for myself? What can I do? Because maybe you're thinking I'm not like Sonia. I don't know what to do. I, a lot have, of people
0: are not like a me. lot
1: of people are not. But but here's here's the thing. This is the point. Step one, I'm going to give you some steps. This is this is how I really solved a lot of my anxiety and I'm still working on it. I'm I'm young and I'm, I'm continuing to to push the limit and push the boundaries. Yeah, but, but I
0: have watched you once you graduated high school. I have watched you work tirelessly through this. I have watched you like I've watched you get exasperated with yourself Mm -hmm. and then i've watched you like find the solutions and bing have those light bulb moments yes and then you share them with me (gasps) oh i figured it out
1: (laughs) so everyone can do this everyone can do this step number one step number one You have to come into a state of acceptance of yourself. That is, if you can't do that, then you're not going to be able to do any of this. But I promise you, you can do this. So, you have to practice. You have to sit down and you have to make time where it's just you and your thoughts. Maybe some thoughts that you don't really like spending a lot of time with. You're going to become good friends with them by the end of this. So, keep spending time with them. Sit down. Think about scenarios in which you felt a lot of anxiety and really trying to think why is it that i had this what was the trigger like what was the thing like think back to like a conversation or like something that that brought that out in you or think of a time in which related to that and then if you can bring that that memory back really feel Feel that, that feeling that you, were, that you were running into. Really feel what that's like. Like, what does it feel like for me to have this this fear, this anxiousness? What does that feel like? Practice feeling other things. Think of the, think of the memory in a different way. Here's what really helps. Find your anger. Get angry. Okay, Get I just have angry. to interject that that yes. is key,
0: that the anger piece, the anger piece is so key. You should not be so
1: satisfied key. with feeling socially anxious.
0: No, but what I feel like is that a lot of people who are experiencing the, I'm going to put my quote fingers up, social anxiety, because I don't believe that social anxiety really exists. That's just my perspective, is the anger, the repressed anger piece, because anger is a power it's a very root sacral solar plexus chakra power it's an emotion that runs deep and it can scare the be jesus out of a lot of people who have a very sensitive
1: soul so i'll give a scenario here that i think is kind of a good sort of like um a litmus test for for this so Imagine that you are you are going to talk to somebody that you have some level of deep admiration for, right? And and you really value the opinion of this person. So you, you care about what they're going to say. And anyone with social anxiety, they're going to understand immediately where I'm going with this. You are walking up to that person. Imagine you're at an event or someplace. Maybe you've just seen them out on the street and you want to go talk to them. Of course, there's a part of you that wants to go talk to them. Everyone feels this but you're worried about what it is that they're going to say. Do you, A, pull back because you fear the judgment that you're going to receive from this person because, like we've already stated, you value their opinions so much and you don't want to possibly be hurt by them? Or, B, are you going to walk up to them, bravely face whatever completely uncontrollable thing. You can't control what they think about you. So let's just keep that in mind. That's very important, too. You can't control any of these external people. You can't control their thoughts. You can't control their actions. You can't control anything about them. You can only control you. So are you going to, A, shy away from possibly facing something that might have an emotional damage effect on you? Or are you, B, going to walk up, face it, and... If they maybe do judge you in the way that you fear, are you going to be crushed by that? Maybe. Are you going to be saddened by that? Are you going to stay with that emotion or are you going to get angry? Get angry is my recommendation. Allow yourself the sovereignty to feel anger at other people's judgment of you because that is human that is accepting yourself if somebody says to you i don't like that you do this or you do that or that's weird or that doesn't make sense to me it's okay to be angry about that that's fine this isn't about right or wrong there is no right or wrong and maybe society will lean one way or the other that doesn't matter this is about How do I expose myself to the most life? Because you're here to feel all of this stuff. And if you're pulling back, if you're not going to the lengths and the depths that you should be going to get the level of experience that you want to get, all you're doing is you're depriving yourself of a life that you could be living in the most beautiful way, which is just through the most emotive expression that you possibly could have.
0: Oh, yeah. With that, it is so absolutely crucial for people who have an incredibly sensitive body, Mm -hmm. first, and second, just a highly sensitive soul to feel what you talked about, feel all of your emotions. So for some of us who are more comfortable in a highly sensitive body, I have a highly sensitive body and i'm also a highly sensitive soul i just really i vibrate really really high and i'm very grounded with that and i was just born this way i clearly chose that i clearly came from other lifetimes where i worked through that to get to the vibration that i came into this life with in this body and what i experience is if i meet somebody I just take, I just take, I don't think of it as a risk. You would think of it as a risk or you used to think of it as a risk when you're afraid of rejection. I don't fear rejection and I don't fear experiencing the full spectrum of emotions that are a consequence of if somebody doesn't want to connect with me. So if somebody doesn't want to connect with me and they don't come in, Or they were in my field, in my life, and they abruptly leave. And that happens all the time, as you know, especially for myself being an energy that is so strong, so powerful, and I know it, and I have the confidence and the grounding with it. People pop in and out of my life constantly, and this has been going on since I was born. Now, when I was much younger, I was perceiving through ego off of my heart center more than I am now, where my ego is more on heart center. So I would take it personally. Oh, he doesn't like me or she doesn't like me or da, da, da. I don't do that anymore. I still hear my inner child going, why did he leave? Did I do something wrong? And I literally have this conversation with my inner child. My inner child will be, my inner child will create my body to feel sad I feel sad if somebody leaves my field and I wasn't ready for them to leave my life. I'll feel sad and I'll express that. I allow myself to feel everything and to emote everything. Case in point, I had a regular client this year who came in last December. He and I have a lot of karma. We did. I cleared it. We have a big strong soul connection and he just popped out of my life just a couple months ago very dramatically and abruptly. And I allowed myself to just feel it in my body. I didn't even think about it. It's like, oh my God, he left. He left so, he left so quickly. Oh my gosh. How do I feel about that? I'm confused. Why did he leave? Why is he not here? What's going on? And then of course the mind will go through all these different scenarios. You'll review your conversations. Did I say something wrong there? Was I too strong? Especially if you're a strong personality like I am. Did I, did I, was I, was I too loud? Was I this? Was I that? And I literally go through all of that for me because I've read the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and the Toltec wisdom. I implemented that into my life. So I'll go through, including the fifth agreement, I'll go through the five agreements while I'm reviewing all of the steps of the relationship that suddenly. It's not happening on a physical level. Don't take anything personally. You always did your best there. Um, be impeccable with your word. Being impeccable with your word is me, is me, is, means being totally authentic to who you are with everybody. I'm always authentic with who I am. I love myself. Always love yourself. Don't make assumptions. Be skeptical, the fifth agreement, but listen. So I will review all of that when I'm reviewing. First of all, my ego will my ego will like go into denial and I will power through that. I will make my ego come in and we're going to sit down and we're going to reflect on the relationship. I make myself do that. I'm not one to hide. I'm not one to diverge from it. I'm not an avoider. I'm also not a fierce confronter anymore. I'm not a confrontational person anymore. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. So I will reflect on our interactions. And this was a, this was a person who I only knew through the internet and the phone. I, we never met in person. And it's like, no, I was authentic with myself there. No, none of this is personal. How could this be? I was completely myself. I laughed all the time. I shared with him that I loved him. He couldn't say I love you to me. And it was literally just a client relationship and a friendship. But I say I love you to everybody because I love myself. Yep, I was true to myself there. Don't make assumptions about that. Everything that happened with this relationship between you and him, he was struggling there. Oh, reflect on that. Oh, he was struggling there too. Oh, that was challenging for him. And I, and he, and then I asked him, are you uncomfortable here? And he's like, yeah, I'm having a hard time with this. Okay. Take your time, process that and get back to me. So when you, and I highly recommend everybody uses the Toltec wisdom of the five agreements. It's so helpful for you to use that in your reflection process of your relationship with others. So that you can really be fully present with yourself and fully authentic. I use that. So I force myself to feel everything. So his abrupt leaving, I don't think I needed to cry at all. But if those emotions come up, I cry. If I, like, I felt mad for a little bit. It's like, well, why the hell would he do that? That had nothing to do with me. I liked that relationship. I was having. I was having a lot of fun. Damn it! Mm-hmm. That was so good. Why would he leave? Come on! Yeah. <laughs> and I'll like get really pissy, and then I'll laugh. Then it it literally goes from anger expression to laughter.
1: Mm-hmm. Practice self acceptance. You start practicing self acceptance by just allowing yourself to feel your emotions and when you are when you are coming from a place of feeling your emotions in scenarios really just like processing them like this is something that a lot of socially anxious people I'm sure could relate to. I certainly felt this way. And a lot of people that I've talked to who have had social anxiety, they've brought this up as well. You enter a state of, uh, really looping in the minds in a, in a very self reflective way. Um, because you are constantly analyzing where you could have gone wrong. So, so there's a, dis- there's a distinction between, you know, reflecting and being able to kind of say, Oh, this was me. This was, wasn't me. Right. So how do you reach a healthy balance of that? You have to come from an emotional place first and assess whether you are being your truest, most authentic self in those moments, because as long as you're being your truest and most authentic self, there's nothing to fear. There is no, there is no way that you could possibly adulterate yourself to adhere to certain circumstances it there just isn't when you are expressing your authenticity that is all you have and in order to find that authenticity you have to accept yourself which means you have to feel so it's a three-pointed little triangular little cycle that's going on here you have the acceptance point you have the feeling point and you have the reflection point and they all connect together and as long as you are constantly adhering to that little triangle you're going to be okay you're just going around and around saying oh yeah this is fine treat every circumstance like that life is a spiral treat it as though it's actually just a repetitive set of circumstances and you are you are sort of cycling through them sorting them in your brain but always coming from a place where you are just being you because remember you're an actor in this life and you're just playing your part so you have to play your part well. If you're constantly concerned about how badly you're doing in terms of your part versus other people's part, then really you're just being a bad actor. You're not controlling what you can control. You're trying to control other people by it, essentially like diluting your own personality so that you can better, you know, better uh, regulate their responses. That's control and that's not helpful. It's not helping you and it's certainly not helping them. So if you really do want to come from a place of helping them, you need to start by helping yourself and you help yourself by accepting and loving yourself in every mode.
0: Absolutely. Now, and I'm going to say this because I'm going to say this this way because we all know this information, but when we descend into the density of the polarity field, 3D, third dimension. We forget. So these are reminders. This is like a, you know, one of those signposts. Remember, you're going to repeat scenarios as being the actor in your movie. Because you're the actor, but you're also the creator of your movie. You're the filmmaker. You're going to repeat situations. You're going to repeat. Relationships until you learn to love and accept and honor yourself with everyone in every moment, in every situation. So, I'm going to bring in more of the quantum spiritual component to this whole topic of social anxiety now. It is And from from the, the clients that I have worked with and that I'm currently working with, and right now the masculine is coming in more with how do I overcome my social anxiety? What the guides have shared with me is that it's actually a vibrational sensitivity. You are sensitive to vibration differences to frequency differentiation your body is a pendulum it's an instrument of light we're vertical we're upright we're antenna we're always transmitting information electricity knowledge out and we're always receiving electricity information in all the time it never stops when you are vibrationally sensitive you are going to Interact with people very differently than those that are not. So, how I helped my client yesterday in the online healing session, he is really he's hyper vibrationally sensitive. And so I helped him by feeling and discerning in his body and in his memory, his physical body and his mental body, his memory. When we slowed down the process of recollection. How do you feel when you're with people that you are attracted to, but you don't know them yet? So he discerned and remembered, I felt attraction to them. Where did you feel that in your body? I felt it in the chest, heart, but I also felt this feeling in the belly, where in the belly, it's below the belly button. We found it. it's the solar plexus chakra, the creative chakra between the hip bones. And so that feeling, he said, felt like he was locked in, stuck, and it was like a sharp pain. It was like so much for him and he felt it in the low back too, just below the kidneys and adrenals. He also felt it a bit in the pelvic floor, the root chakra. The solar plexus chakra wasn't fully there yet. So we brought it up to his throat. So that he could give it a voice and it could speak for itself. It is hypersensitive. It feels confused, distorted. Everything feels like shattered glass. I feel like I can't hear. There's no hearing. I can't get clear vision. Temperature differences. It's too hot. I can't escape. I feel locked in. We distinguished with that. We completely discerned with that. And then once we give it a voice, we get it to move throughout the body so that it begins to circulate because the body has to circulate in order for us to learn from our experiences. We literally are getting light codes from the feelings. And so when you are a very vibrationally sensitive person, It's really important that you give yourself the space, number one, to breathe. You have to practice breathing because you'll shut the body down from breathing sometimes when you're going into what you explained in the beginning of this fight or flight, sympathetic nervous system. So it's important that you breathe, that you do long, slow, deep breaths through the nose only because the nose is designed for breathing, the mouth is designed for speaking and eating. So you breathe through the nose. Calm down your system so you can go back into parasympathetic of endorphins and relaxation. And then you've got to slow down and give your body the opportunity to feel everything. Feel and like close your eyes and go within and feel where in your body do you feel this intensity of vibration? Because you're vibrationally sensitive. Where do you feel it? Let it talk to you. It's going to give you words, pictures, symbols, images. It's going to give you all the communication that you need. What is it telling you? Because you can clear it and you can comprehend it and you can integrate the information into your being so that you become grounded with it. That's the confidence that you're looking for so that you learn more about yourself through your physical experience so that you can then be able to communicate to others, I am very sensitive. So I want you to know, I will be able to interact with you for short periods of time, but then I'm going to need to go off. This isn't about you. There's nothing personal with this. This is about me. I'm going to need to go off and process the experience that I'm having with you because I'm very sensitive. I will come back when I'm ready. So when we learn to communicate what we are experiencing and communicate it to others as, here's the agreements, don't take it personally. None of this is personal against you. This is my literal process of learning how to adjust to my experiences. Your your second sibling, Mars, who is very vibrationally sensitive is really learning how to do this and is learning how to communicate Virgo, Gemini in that chart, learning how to communicate this more clearly, more succinctly with his, her, it is how Mars wants to be referred to as currently how Mars is able to socially interact with others As Mars is, I will say, learning and training his, her, itself on how to interact with Mars's external experience. And Mars is getting better and better at this. Mars is learning how to give his, her, itself space to literally go into the apartment and kind of breathe and process the experience. But how to communicate to others saying, I'm really sensitive. This isn't about you. Just know that. I do want to socialize with you and I want to interact with you, but I just need to do it in smaller increments and I need to give myself time to process the experience of it. This is something that I'm helping my clients who come to me with this to have a more fulfilling life. Because what I'm finding with some of my clients is that the more that you take time with yourself and honor your body and honor yourself, self-respect, self-love with your process of experiencing the differing vibrations, integrating them and communicating clearly to others that you want to interact with your process, your life is becoming more fulfilling. And you're finding that you can spend more time with other people because you've you You've accepted this about yourself and you've accepted the experience of it. And so then more people are coming into your life. And of course, you're going to be attracting like attracts like. So you're going to be attracting other people who are also vibrationally sensitive and this can help them with their process.
1: Thank you so much, everyone, for checking out this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, If you have any feedback, we would love to hear it. So you can leave us a response on our Q and A forms, which I know you can find on Spotify. I don't know if they have them on Apple, but I would check that out or any of the other platforms. Or we have a Patreon group where we do a one-hour-long Q and A session every single Sunday. So you can find us on Patreon, uh, Patreon slash One Long Conversation. And we would love to hear from you. We'd love to get you involved in the process and uh, heal everyone collectively. That's, that's sort of the goal with this is inner healing for the self, for the collective. Uh, let's just find the best way to do it, get it all out there, and uh, move forward. So thank you guys so much, and we will see you for next week's episode.